Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It is a Sunday evening. I'm tired as shit. I'm not going to lie. I just taught two days of assessments for registered kinesiologists and registered massage therapists. You're a champ. I swear I did nothing but talk for 16 hours straight. This might be the end of it. <laughs> All right. I'll take over then. Hey, everyone. It's Amanda. And we have Joanne, who's uh, also a registered massage therapist. If she has any other letters behind her name, I will let her tell you that because we didn't even get into it that far. Um, she's here for a very cool discussion tonight. Um, she reached out to us after we put out a podcast with Rui. I'm sure you guys remember that controversial (laughs) Facebook post. And, um, I will, as I said to Joanne, I stand by my defense of Rui's post. I believe that definitely what we learn in massage school is not necessarily enough to be prescribing complex compound exercises to clients, unless you've had additional training and you have some experience in that. However, during the recording, Rui struck a nerve. Wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. Did you agree with Rui on that post? Or you disagreed? Um, I do agree with the concepts that were presented about referring outside of your scope of practice, whatever that that might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't agree with how he defended those concepts. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's sort of how this discussion came to be. We're not going to talk about Rui in the post, no. but just to give you some background, this discussion is going to be a little bit more about some misconceptions when it comes to physical appearance and fitness, misconceptions about the body positivity movement and health, and uh, really just talking about what I guess what is and isn't acceptable when you're talking about people's bodies, Mm -hmm. women's, I guess, is where we're headed a little bit more, but anybody's body. Anybody. Women tend to get it a bit more. Women definitely get it a little bit more, especially now with this uh, whole dad bod thing being a trend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why is it cool for them, man? Jealous. (laughs) So So jealous. jealous. Anyway, um, Joanne reached out to us because... Rui said something that struck a nerve with her and some other women that she practices with. And to be quite honest, on the podcast, I did say I didn't agree with him that to be prescribing exercises or to be talking fitness, you should look physically fit. I think he actually said, if you can't teach an exercise class in a G-string, you shouldn't be prescribing exercises. Oh, he knew he was going to get hate for that. He even said, I don't think I should say this, but I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. But you know what? It's not even that he said it. The fact is he thinks that way and so do a lot of other people. And Joanne and I were talking because we both used to think this way. When Mm -hmm. we were I never thought this way. You maybe didn't. But when I was young, younger in my 20s I've I wrote I've written about this on our blog that I used to work in fitness and I always felt this pressure mm-hmm. to look a certain way because if I was going to be teaching fitness classes and I was going to be personal training I should look fit. And I didn't really consider what, I guess I didn't really consider the health aspect. It was, do I look fit? Mm -hmm. Do I look like I can walk around in a bikini? I totally get it. You know why I never thought that way? I've had enough people in my life when I was doing personal training and everything else that don't look a certain part, but no a hell of a lot of stuff. I'll give you a perfect example. When I was at York University, there was a gymnastics coach. His name is Tom Zivick. He's, he's, he's kind of a big deal in terms of gymnastics. I mean, you take a look at the guy, right? Sure, in his heyday, he can, he can do anything on the gymnastics floor. But at the end of the day, he can't do that now because of whatever his age is or how his body has aged. Does that change his ability to instruct 
or coach a gymnast? Absolutely not fucking not. Yeah. So that's that's the way I've always looked at it. Yeah. And then on top of that, when it comes to fitness, you know what? You may not quote unquote look the part, but sometimes that works out to your benefit. Mm-hmm. So if you are training someone for weight control and they are on the heavier side, they might feel way more comfortable with someone who is not six pack. I'm wearing a G string. Watch me do squats. Yep. Yeah. So I could talk about this all day, but we want to hear from Joanne a little bit. So before we get into anything, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody, who you are, what you do, what your background is in this field? Thank you both for having me. My name's Joanne. I practice in Toronto. I've been a resident here for a little while. I went through my massage school here. Um, I do practice downtown. I have about three different locations where I work out of, and I also got into instructing this year, and that is out of two different colleges locally. I really enjoy what I do. I enjoy both the teaching and the practice components, and I do have quite a bit of background. Also in athletics, I was a competitive figure skater for close to 20 years, so I know all about that type of perspective of things too, which is, I think, why I got a a few nerves struck. (laughs) Yeah, coming from different spectrums of things and appearances in my own fitness and health level throughout the years. So, Are you comfortable Mm -hmm. telling us what you spoke with me about off mic. I am. Because uh, I think that background yeah. information about you, yeah. I think that just kind of helps to prove the point a little bit about appearance and health and fitness. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you're comfortable with it, I would love for you to sort of give your background in athletics. I'm very comfortable and I do openly share this with my patients and I've often been a body positive advocate and I do share this openly with people that I did struggle for close to 10 years of bulimia. And during that time, I wasn't healthy mentally or physically and I think I was probably at my worst and that's when people start looking at you and they think well she looks good you probably don't feel or you know feel as good as they probably think you do Mm -hmm. so when people like to judge people by their appearance about their ability or their fitness looks can be deceiving yeah we had um, a couple of people on the podcast early on who uh, do fitness competitions Mm -hmm. and we had uh, one guy I don't think he actually um, competes but he's involved in the bodybuilding world and he's a personal trainer and he has struggled with his weight his entire life his name is Brian Mm -hmm. and he has also struggled with anxiety and depression and other things and he said you know all my life going to the gym I I knew that people were looking at me. I knew they were making fun of me. How fucked up is that? Here's a guy who's trying to be healthy, who not even trying to be healthy, who's being healthy and Mm -hmm. doing good things for his body because Mm -hmm. he's taking care of his body and people are ridiculing him for that. Yet, if he were to just stay home, sit on the couch and eat fast food, he'd get ridiculed for that. Yeah. So, so what do you do when you're somebody who's, you know, doesn't necessarily look the part of being fit? What do you do? Is he being ridiculed or does he think he's being ridiculed? And that's a big part of it too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's, yeah, a struggle. It's a struggle though, because there is still a a perception in society of what is attractive. Even the fact that Rui would say, if you can't instruct a class wearing a G-string, Sure I could. Some people might not want to see it. Some people might. Yeah, I don't want to touch a lot on him because he did have, I mean, he had his own conversation about 
the remedial exercise, but there was a comment that he made where he shared a lady's image that he quoted as being overweight. And he made a body shaming post about it on Instagram. Mm. And he's a healthcare professional. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What we really want to talk about today is body positivity and what this body positivity movement thing means. Because when it all kind of started, I mean, when it sort of became mainstream, Mm -hmm. where plus size models were becoming more visible, where like Ashley Graham blew up and everyone's like, look at her, she's beautiful. And she doesn't fit the typical, you know, size zero or double zero because that exists. (laughs) And, you know, when that all kind of blew up, I will admit I was one of the people that was like, are we just now saying like, it's okay to let yourself go and to Mm -hmm. not take care of your body? I missed the whole fucking point. And I know now and I can admit I missed the whole fucking point Mm -hmm. is that how you look doesn't equate to your level of health. No. And so you were talking about this and I want you to talk about like how you how you sort of share this with your patients and with the yeah. people that you work with. Well, I think it's important to know that we work in a profession where people, our patients come in and they expose their bodies to us. Certainly they undress to their comfort levels and we do deal with that as well. But all in all, like they're putting a piece, their most valuable piece of themselves on the table and that's their body. And we have to be very compassionate that our physical body encompasses our, it tells the life of our story, our traumas, our successes, our failures, and we're touching that. And we have to respect that for people. So I just think giving them that type of respect, our patients, and being like a role model for that is important. Do you struggle with self-image issues? All the time, every day, every day when I leave the house. So even though you're a well-educated woman, mm-hmm. you understand fitness, you understand the the components of health, and you know that your size doesn't no, doesn't equate to your health. No. Why do you think you still have body image issues? I've experienced it firsthand. Um, all throughout different jobs that I've done, different spectrums of jobs. It's always just kind of sat there as kind of a, and this is at all different body weights from thin to heavier that I've experienced different components of how does your appearance reflect on your ability to do a job. So you still think that people would look at you and think that you can't do your job as well as somebody who maybe looks like they have a six pack? Sometimes I do struggle with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can't put into words why I feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's just something that I think a lot of us that have body confidence issues, we're always it's sitting there in the background. And when I heard that discussion a few weeks ago, it just brought it to the forefront that that's maybe still prevalent for yeah. a lot of people. Well, the reason I asked you that is, mm-hmm. you know, when, like I just said to Mark, there's still this, this tone, like there's still this um, idea that even if nobody talks about it, although people do, there's still this idea of what is considered attractive. It's still acceptable for a woman who's, you know, a size zero to six, let's say. Mm -hmm. She can wear a bikini. She can wear a mini skirt. She can wear a tight dress. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's, let's say, my size, Mm -hmm. Joanne's size, size. Mm -hmm. and we're wearing a bikini. You're looking at me like, so what? Who the fuck cares? And I know you really feel that way because I wore a bikini for the first time in six years this past summer. And when I showed him Mm -hmm. this bikini that I bought, he's like, looks good. What's the problem? I know he feels that way, but I also know because you feel it. You, You just know there's still people who will look at you and think like... 
why why is she wearing that bikini? Or they comment because you are wearing that and they think that wearing it, that they're just like, wow, that's really courageous. And it's like, why is it, <laughs> why is it courageous? <laughs> I'm going out today and why am I courageous? Because I put on a piece of clothing. Like, it's just. You know what yeah. I, I, I see a parallel with? Um, I know this has nothing to do with body positivity. Mm-hmm. One of my cousins uh, put up a Facebook post about um, encouraging same-sex couples to hold hands in public. Yes. And I was like, yes. And I feel ashamed of myself that I notice Mm -hmm. if a same-sex couple is holding hands in public. Would I notice if a man and a woman were holding hands in public? Because it's... Because it's, quote, quote normal. Normalized So same thing. It's it's the same idea. Like, if Mm -hmm. a size 2 woman is wearing a bikini on the beach and a size 14 woman is wearing a bikini on the beach, why is it we notice the size 14 woman? Because there is still this whole idea, like globally, this societal idea that... A size two, you can show off your body because Mm -hmm. this is what a healthy, attractive body looks like. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can always mix the idea of healthy and attractive. No, we can't. But I'm saying this is this is the way some people think proven by somebody saying if you can't teach a fitness class in a G string, you don't you don't deserve to work in fitness. And that was equated to a mouthful of dirty, disintegrating teeth and the ability of a dentist Mm -hmm. to practice. Right. That was what a female body was compared to (laughs) and it's i mean as much as we don't want to like you said you don't want to equate attractiveness and health but people still do Mm -hmm. you see somebody and and that is the problem yes that is the problem that's the underlying issue is body shaming and judgment right and healthy comes in all sizes as joanne said being um at her i guess thinnest well it was where most people perceived i mean i was a provincial level athlete and people would have thought I was the healthiest person at that size. And a lot of my friends and family that maybe don't know a lot about that still maybe equate that to being when I was at my peak. And yet you were probably your most unhealthy. I, sorry, I started talking about Brian and... I'm not being devil's advocate anything. I think we really need to define health. Yes. 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 Right. Absolutely. Oh, that's... And that's huge because that's not just physical attributes. It's mental mm-hmm. and social. And we know that. Well, I mean, even if we just talk physical health, again, right. you're size has nothing to do with your physical health. Yes, okay, there's going to be people who pick that statement apart and focus on the semantics. Yes, I understand there are some people who probably don't take care of their bodies and are like medically termed morbidly obese mm-hmm. and you know their their heart is in danger, their organs are failing because they have all of this excess body fat. Yes, those people exist. Yes. But there are also people who eat good food, mm-hmm. who do physical exercise, but they don't necessarily look quote healthy sure and what we would what we would deem as looking healthy because people still do equate the appearance with physical health even though as you said there's all these other factors Mm -hmm. so when i was talking about brian he's always struggled with his weight he does exercise you know he is the first to admit that sometimes he falls off the wagon or he eats some bad food but i mean he exercises but he also struggles with depression and anxiety which he talked about on the podcast which is a big part of why he struggles to keep his weight under control because there's days on and on end where he doesn't want to leave his house and Mm -hmm. he's you know you can't feel good physically if you're not feeling good mentally no those those have to go hand in hand exactly yeah we can't separate it are we talking more or what other people are talking more are they talking more about physical health and physical fitness versus health in general because as you guys said health is like all encompassing of some Mm -hmm. sort of physical some sort of social some sort of psychological is what 
everyone else talking about? Is are they talking more about physical fitness and physical health? Probably, but let me. Okay, so let me give you an example. So I started to talk about the body positivity movement and how when it be kind of became mainstream, I was one of the people guilty of saying like, I don't really understand what what this is about, mm-hmm. but I do now, mm-hmm. and. A thing that I was seeing a lot on social media and something I was hearing a lot was people saying, okay, so we're sort of giving people a license to treat their bodies like shit and Mm -hmm. be overweight and eat fast food. and Or make it acceptable. Right. So that was where it was like they were deciding that anybody who didn't look a certain way was obviously not physically healthy because mm-hmm. they you know weren't exercising and weren't eating properly and all we're saying is that's not the case you can eat well you can exercise to be healthy it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a six pack. No. For majority of people. Most people aren't designed to exactly. be that way. And majority of people would for... have to work out, what, three times a day, seven days a week, eat yeah. nothing but friggin' tilapia and sweet potatoes. That's, that's the idea because the like, if you if you want to take a look at the definition of like physical health, it ranges. It's a huge range. Mm-hmm. And it ranges from everything from absence of disease to a certain level of physical fitness. Mm-hmm. Well, you wanted to define health. And all I was saying is when I'm... When I keep using the word healthy. I understand it's a bit, that's a heavy word and I'm yes, using it as it a is. blanket, yeah. but I'm talking about it in the sense so that- So for example, someone of Brian's size, does he have a certain level of physical fitness to him, right? For example, does there a certain amount of cardiovascular efficiency where there's a certain level of VO2 max that puts you in a category of being physically fit? Right. Does he have a certain body composition that is pretty standard for being quote unquote physically fit, muscular strength? muscular endurance, flexibility. Well, I think that's my point is somebody like Brian could probably, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to use Brian. I'm going to use myself as an example. Mm -hmm. Um, I was telling Joanne off mic that my best friend is a personal trainer. And I mean, she had a baby and then 10 minutes later had a six pack. Mm -hmm. Her and I used to work out together six days a week. But if you were to look at us, she looked like she worked out six days a week. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. We were doing the same workouts together and we were pretty much eating the same thing because we were together all the time. Mm-hmm. But my body's different. My genetics are different. Exactly. It would take a different type of workout, different type of nutrition for me to get to her level if it's even possible. Yeah. Some people are not designed to look like that. She always looked more fit than I was. But I could probably run circles around her. Mm-hmm. My other friend that you know, you and I talked about off mm-hmm. mic that's always been very, very thin. In fact, she was teased for being so thin. There was one year that I climbed the CN Tower. This girl would get winded after climbing four stairs, but I was probably double her size. So she looked fit. You know, she if she was on the beach wearing a bikini, she would look hot. Mm -hmm. I probably felt the need to cover up because I had a bit of a belly. I had thighs that rubbed together. But yet I could climb the CN Tower in 20 minutes and she was sitting at the bottom eating a Big Mac. Like it, you yeah. can't look at someone and determine measure. how physically fit they are. No, no I agree not appearance alone. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the whole reason that Joanne wanted to come on and talk <laughs> is that she's seen it from all levels and mm-hmm. understands that fitness and health come in all different sizes. Yeah. And it's not my experience at my job that being um, a curvier woman right now makes me less effective at delivering massage services. Mm-hmm. If anything, I feel more confident to provide like caring, compassionate, and physical body demands. Mm-hmm. I, I do hands-on treatment eight hours a day. 
I'm not tired. I don't hurt. I'm not in pain. Not lazy. I'm not lazy. Well, I don't know. I mean, okay, let's take it from a male perspective. And I, like I said, I know you're a little bit different. But do you look at a woman, a curvier woman? You can you can say it. We're not going to jump on you. Do you ever look at a curvier woman and assume that she doesn't work out? No, I mean, to be honest, when I look at people, I, I really don't think much. So <laughs> I'm not the worst person to fucking ask about that. Is it just tumbleweeds in your brain? <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm just, I'm just really, I mean, I talk a lot of shit about a lot of things. I'm not a judgmental dude in general, right? Things just don't, don't get to me, don't bother me. I don't really think about stuff too much. Like I'm probably the most unjudgmental person that you'll fucking ever meet. He really is. And so it's funny because sometimes he'll say something and I'm like, (gasps) oh, And I, he will then give me this look like, you know, I'm just talking shit. So for example, as I said to you, when we met him and I both have a background in fitness, we both used to work out all the time. When we met, we were sort of getting out of that world. And yeah, the first year we were together, I probably gained 25 to 30 pounds, like easy. Yeah, it's easy. And I don't know, you probably didn't gain quite as much because men just don't, assholes. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember that um, probably a year into our relationship, relationship, I started to feel bad about myself. I started to feel like, okay, like now it's getting out of control. I've put on quite a bit of weight. Like I want to get back in shape. And so we decided to work out together. Well, that didn't go well. Don't ever work out with your significant other. (laughs) Some people enjoy that. No, we did not do well. Um, It turned into me crying on the gym floor and him looking like an asshole that made me cry on the gym floor. Uh Uh, But anyway, the point of that story was that he used to say like, well, I'm fat and I'm okay with it. And I would say to him like, don't call yourself fat. Yeah. And he's like, why is fat a uh, bad word? Yeah. Why is it? Why is it? Like, even to this day, like if he'll say like, oh, look how fat I'm getting. And he'll like grab, you know, yeah. a roll on his stomach. I'm like, please don't call yourself fat. Yeah. But then why do I think that's a bad thing? Like, well, it's when we were talking about patients that come in and use that word to describe themselves. And it's like, oh, is that okay to do? Or mm-hmm. I don't know. I still don't know. Fat. I haven't even called like my own self that word in any context before. So because it has this like negative connotation with it, even if like when he says it, I don't think he's saying like, oh, I'm gross or I'm disgusting. No, no. He's saying like, now I have fat. I did not. And now I do. Mm -hmm. But you hear the word fat. You almost want to say to somebody like, oh, don't say that or don't call yourself that. Or Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the guidelines on that. Remember Kitten? Remember Kitten? As if you're going to forget somebody named Kitten. Her name is fucking Kitten. (laughs) (laughs) We had a woman on here uh, named Kitten Monroe. She's a Marilyn Monroe impersonator. And Mm -hmm. we had her on a couple times. One, uh, she was talking about um, open open relationships. That yep. was the first one. And the second one, uh, she came on with her partner, who's a trans male. So okay. we had her on um, giving her perspective on that. Uh, so her and I follow each other on Instagram. And she posted something about this recently because she will refer to herself as fat. Mm-hmm. And she says, if you're uncomfortable with me calling myself fat, it's because you think there's something wrong with that. Uh, that's interesting. It was really interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, that's true. Why is it, it is. a bad thing? And I mean, Mark's yeah. been trying to teach me that for 11 years because mm-hmm. I keep saying, don't call yourself fat. And he's like, well, I'm a little fat. Yeah. What do you think of the word fat? Obviously, you've, you're perfectly comfortable with it. I don't have a problem with it. It's it's part of the whole PC movement, man. Can't say certain things that were just the norm, like fat. Yeah. I guess it's contextual. Yeah. 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 And this whole discussion, as I said to you, came up because a 
client of mine, when she describes herself, she always describes herself as she says, I'm a bigger girl. Yeah. And that's how she describes herself. So when Mm -hmm. him and I were having a discussion, I was having him weigh in on an issue I was working on with her. And I said, well, I mean, she is a bigger girl. And he goes, why do you say bigger? Mm -hmm. Like, why do you describe her that way? I said, well, that's how she describes herself. Mm -hmm. And I never really thought about it. Just she's. She yeah, describes herself as big. So big is okay, but... Yeah, we've come up with a lot of adjectives to avoid the F word, Yeah, I find. It's a dirty word. The rounder, heavier, curvier. Mm. I don't know, man. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think it's, how I... I'm old. This is all way too fucking confusing for me. I'm not going to lie. I got to change around the way I speak about everything. Every day turns around and <laughs> there's something else that I can't say. It's not even just speech, though. It's, again, you have a different mentality than I think a lot of people do. I think... You know, the whole point of this recording was because there are too many people who still think they can look at someone mm-hmm. and determine if they're physically fit yeah. or even healthy. Like yes. you said, healthy, that is a heavy word, but yeah. people still think they can. And it's, it's so bizarre because would you, so for example, Mark's a smoker. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. Do you think, do you have people coming up to you on the daily saying, do you know how unhealthy that is oh, for you? I fucking hate this. <laughs> And I've spoke to you about this before. Yes, it happens. And, mm-hmm. and it used to drive me nuts. I'm like, I can't stand outside of a fucking KFC and tell people as they walk by, keep eating that heart disease coming your way. But yet you can walk by me as I'm sitting on a bench all by myself, not near anyone Mind and feel business. no ways about telling me you're going to die. You're going to get cancer. Stop smoking. I'm like, fuck off. Well, and that's I, I feel like that probably happens even less than as we're talking about, people seem Making to comments. think that they can make comments of somebody who they deem as overweight. Or like, even underweight. Or even underweight. As like we were saying. Uh, making yeah. comments about what they're putting in their bodies. Yeah. Or At the end appearing. of the day, it's nobody's fucking business no. what goes in your body. And if you're comfortable with the way you look and your level of physical fitness. Yeah. And, and the way if, you feel. Exactly. Yeah. And also, are all of you people who are making comments on people's bodies, are you all medical doctors? Well, that's... I mean, that's a huge movement right now is the haze, health at every size, to avoid making critiques of people just by their appearance. And women typically find when they go and receive healthcare services that if they're generally a little bit overweight to overweight, that their issue is due, people will just diagnose it as obesity. Well, if you lost weight, this would improve and people don't diagnose or do any type of testing to find out why there's an issue. And you know what? Sometimes it might be weight. Sometimes. But not all the time. But that might also be a symptom of why they're ill. Exactly. Or struggling. And that's the other thing is I don't think people consider how many factors come into play Mm -hmm. when it comes to body size and body shape. Like I had already brought up genetics. We um, talked about, you know, an underlying condition is like depression or anxiety, um, eating disorders, medication. Medication's big nowadays. Thyroids, mm-hmm. um, hormonal imbalances, uh, PCOS. Yeah, I feel like even, every other woman I meet has yeah, PCOS. That's, that's huge these days. And even disability, like a loss of function. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many reasons why somebody could be overweight, underweight, mm-hmm. and it doesn't always speak to their physical fitness. No. Actually, it probably doesn't. Generally, it doesn't, which is where we have to get away from stigmatizing people. Yeah. So how do we do that? (laughs) How do we do that, Joanne? Help us. (sighs) Well, I mean, as I mentioned, I practice haze in my own healthcare. I tend just to listen to people at face value and do a more in-depth look into why they're coming in because I just want to give them that peace of mind that I don't think that their issue is because of obesity or being overweight. 
I think that's a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Helps at every size. Yeah. I, I'm on a lot of different Toronto boards and it's just for the general public and people will ask for a massage therapist or a referral for a physio or Cairo. And they usually do an adjunct asking, like, I just want this person to be like body friendly, like body positive. I don't want to be judged. Mm-hmm. I think that's sad that we have to do that in this day and age to yeah. go and seek health care that we want someone that doesn't use sizeism for a diagnosis. I've never heard someone say sizeism before. I swear I've never no. heard someone say that before. Yeah, that that that's the term that people are using. I know Mark's talking about being PC, but sizeism. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just learned something today. Thank you. <laughs> well, we don't know this stuff because we don't think about this shit. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I don't. I. I think there is a difference with men and women. And like I said, I. You're more mindful. I was saying to Joanne off mic that I used to feel very uncomfortable. You know, when I started to gain. Well, you know that I cried in the fucking gym, man. Like I used to be very uncomfortable because I used to think that I'm supposed to look a certain way. I used Mm -hmm. to. I used to have this weird, weird. Okay. I I don't think I've ever said this out loud and you're all both going to look at me with judging eyes, but I'm going to say it. I'm just going to be honest. I used to think like you either had to be like very overweight Mm -hmm. or you had to be physically fit. If Mm -hmm. you were somewhere in between, Mm -hmm. I felt like that's when people were looking at you like, well, okay, you have no excuse because you're not like, you know, I always felt like if you were like really overweight maybe people would be like oh you know it's genetics or there's a there's an issue like that's that's why you're overweight like that but if you were if you're in the gray area then it was okay well why can't you just lose a little weight maybe you're eating too much maybe you don't exercise as much Mm -hmm. so being that I was kind of always on the cusp like I am Mm -hmm. literally like on the cusp of like the conventional sizes and plus size Mm -hmm. I'm I'm about a size 10 to 12 which is I guess average yes but that is the average body size in North America for women so technically I'm average Mm -hmm. yet I always had this feeling like okay well I should probably lose a little bit of weight so I would feel good about myself when Mm -hmm. I brought my size down to a size six to eight because I was like okay I'm under that that cusp of like judgmental realm of yeah and it's a fucked up mentality but that was how I was for a very long time. Happens. I'm getting this look from Mark like I didn't know any of this. No, when I was going on my cusp, I was bartending and I was working at a higher end restaurant and they gave out new uniform shirts and they were only medium. Ooh. And I at this time was about a size 10. And I just asked like, would I be able to have a large shirt because I have breast tissue like it's not fitting. And they said, if you can't fit into a medium shirt, you can't work here. Wow. So I gave my apron back and I walked out. That's the only job I've ever walked out of. Holy shit. I can't even. How long ago was that? That was about 10 years ago, right before I started my RMT practice. I can't even. I don't think that would fly now. Anywhere, but this is what happened. It? it does in restaurants and different scenarios where there's not as much labor board influence. But yeah, I worked in that industry for 15 years. And that's where I received a lot of my body awareness, because you're made to be aware of what you look like. Well, as I said, I know that it probably doesn't cross your mind so much. One, you're a guy, I'm not, I'm not trying to divide men and women. But it is true that it's almost more socially acceptable for men in certain cases to be like, you know, to have a little bit of a belly or to be like, you're not looked at as like, oh, you need to lose some weight unless you're like morbidly obese, I guess. Whereas women, I feel like, you know, if you're jiggling a little bit, or if you've got, you know, love handles, or if your stomach isn't perfectly like people 
people notice and they make comments. Mm-hmm. I used to tell you, people would ask me if I'm pregnant. Yeah. I was not pregnant. Like, why would you ask somebody if, but I used to get that. Are you pregnant? I had multiple people when I worked at the college where him and I met. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first year I worked there, I put on a lot of weight. As I said, mm-hmm. we started dating. I put on quite a bit of weight. And I had at least three or four different coworkers actually make comments about my weight gain. Yes. Like, you put on weight that year. Did anyone tell make comments to you that you gained weight? Yes. Really? No, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't listen to fucking people even if they did. But people do make comments either way. And we're noticing that more with males and they're talking about it more. Mm -hmm. It's just typically we've heard more from females. Oh, yeah, definitely men get it too. Like I said, I I don't want to separate it too much, but I do feel like... Women do tend to be more judged and stigmatized for weight. And we're more... we're more self-conscious. I think we are. I think we've really, been made. Yeah. We've been socialized to be conscious of everything we do in our appearance. Yeah, it is with so many different things. And like I said, I feel like almost ashamed that I fall victim to this all the time. Like mm-hmm. I do pay attention to, you know, how things make me look. Do I look big in this? Do I look, you know, yeah. is this is this figure flattering? Of you know, I, I definitely get caught up in that. Or even when we're having people over, mm-hmm. I feel the need to clean to the point oh. of like, and he'll always say to me, why are why? you cleaning so much? Like, we're going to have a party here. It's going to get messed this up. It's going to get messy And you know anyway. what I say to him? And it's fucked it's, up. I'm like, nobody's going to think twice about you if the place is dirty. Yeah. They're going to think that I don't clean. Yes. How fucked up. That's our perception. Yes. So yeah. I think that's why women probably pay more attention to it is because socially somehow, as Joanne said, we've we've been... Well, it's just always been there in my life. Yeah. Everything I've done, it's... What do you look like first? And then we'll talk about your ability. There's been studies done, and I I should probably look them up, but there was studies Mm -hmm. done about how more, I guess, what would be considered like conventionally attractive people, Mm -hmm. they get more job offers. Mm -hmm. People tend to trust them more. People are, they're just, they're considered like more approachable and in cases, I think even more intelligent if you look a certain way. I have read things like, that do speak to that. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's hard, I guess, not to when you work in healthcare and you know that people equate physical appearance with physical fitness, Mm -hmm. it's hard as a curvier woman. That's what I'll call myself. Curvy. Curvy. It's hard not to feel like people are looking at you like, "Mm, do you know what you're talking about? Mm -hmm. And I treat with a, I treat a very athletic population. I treat a lot of varsity athletes. And sometimes I, you know, I give them out remedial exercise or they ask me about different things for my self-care advice. And Luckily, in my experience, they know that I'm very knowledgeable and they know my background. So they are very respectful and they engage with me. And it's never been my experience from patients anyway that I've received any sort of stigma from being curvier. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I've never had issues with um, any of my clients. No. Majority of them do think that I'm like a wealth of knowledge when it comes to fitness. And I'm pretty confident when I'm giving exercises. Mm -hmm. But as Joanne actually said, she felt sad that I had to joke about my weight and my appearance when she heard on the podcast because I said, yeah, I didn't I didn't take it offensively. But five years ago, I probably would have. Mm -hmm. I've gotten to a point now where I'm okay with yeah. my size, I'm okay with my weight. Like it, it's not something I even really think about so much anymore. Yeah. But she felt sad that I had to joke about it. 
And it made me realize I do that still with my clients. And I do that. And we do it because we use humor in uncomfortable situations. And it made me really sad. And I had to switch off that podcast probably five or six times. The first time I listened to it, I was only able to listen to it once the whole way through. And I just felt sad that you felt that you had to, you know, depreciate yourself a little bit as a very knowledgeable person that you couldn't give out fitness advice. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't even think about it because at the time Mm -hmm. I didn't feel offended. No, no. But then thinking back, I'm like, yeah, I do do that. You know, when I have a client and I'm teaching them something when Mm -hmm. it comes to exercise, I've made jokes where I'm like, in my past life, when I was fit, I Mm -hmm. used to be a personal trainer. Yeah, and I've done that. I'm like, you might not believe this, but many moons ago, I was like a competitive athlete. But why why (laughs) Why wouldn't they believe it? And why wouldn't they believe that? Obviously, I'm a knowledgeable and like sought after professional. So why can't I just let myself be that? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I wrote an article, uh, not an article, I wrote a blog post, sorry, about body positivity and talked about the fact that it's... It all comes down to priorities. You know, what is your priority when it comes to your physical fitness? Mm -hmm. And for me, as long as I can keep up with my kids Mm -hmm. and my organs are functioning and I know that like I'm taking care of my body, so I'm eating good food, Mm -hmm. I'm sleeping enough, mentally I'm feeling good and yeah, I can move in all planes and I'm not stiff and sore and whatever. You're pain free. Yeah, I feel healthy. In our scope of practice, our goal is to help people be Mm pain-free. And for me, that's health. Yeah. Have you fallen asleep over there? (laughs) (laughs) Long days working. Well, what do you, I don't know, do you want to weigh in on this? What do you think? Do you think that women are being overly sensitive? Or do you think that there is still this stigma with curvier, bigger, however you want to describe it, women? I'm probably the worst person to ask because I honestly don't think much about this. I don't think much about bodies. I don't think much about body size. I don't think much about what people think about other people's bo- I, I just don't, this is not something that I think about, to be honest with you. I, I just don't really have much of an opinion. If you were to see like a larger woman on the beach in a bikini, would you notice, would you think anything of it? Or would she walk by and you didn't even notice she was there. No, fucking happens all the time. We vacation at a place where it's not Miami, right? <laughs> right? That beach is full of all different bodies and different mm-hmm. sizes and to me it's just, hey, you're on the beach and you're having a good time. Like <laughs> you're just a person living life. I wish everybody felt that way though. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of girlfriends and I don't fault them for it because it's just their conditioning mm-hmm. and I try to make them see it, but I have girlfriends who literally stop themselves from having fun because they don't look good. Yeah, you know, like that. I can't find something to wear Mm -hmm. or they won't go to a pool party because they don't want to put on a a bathing suit in front of people Mm -hmm. and I'm like how fucking sad like this is your only life Mm -hmm. probably (laughs) possibly yeah maybe that's another podcast (laughs) but this is you know you only live once and you're going to miss out on experiences for the way that you perceive yourself yourself. when other people probably aren't noticing because most of us are probably too fucking busy worrying about what we look like and that's I think the take-home message is I mean we're very worried about what other people think of us, but most people, as Mark can contribute to, probably don't pay that much attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just internalized from a few negative experiences that I've let in my life dictate. Like, I might have been one of your girlfriends that didn't go out and didn't go on dates and didn't do things because of the way I perceive myself. And I've really had to work hard to stop doing that because mm-hmm. it's internalized. How did you do that? Like, how do you go from being the shy, insecure girl? I I don't know if you were shy, but the insecure girl who, Mm -hmm. you know, might not go on a date because of how you look to deciding I'm going to be an advocate for body positivity. It was really hard. 
I had a lot of people in my life that were very toxic people. And I think I had to cut them out first because they were very draining. And they said things to me that kind of dictated the day my day, dictated the way my day went. And I don't think that was fair to me. And I just kind of had to put in, I went through a really traumatic experience about a summer ago that put life and death into plain terms. And I just had to go, is this how I want to live the rest of my life? I'm 35 years old. Do I want to do this for another 35 years? And I chose no. I wish everybody would do that. Yeah, I wish they would too. I think a, a message that I said I was missing mm-hmm. when it came to body positivity was that when you love your body, you're going to treat it well. If yeah. you hate your body, you're not going to treat it well. So then there's the vicious cycle. If you, let's say, have identified okay, you need to gain weight or you need to lose weight or, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to amp up your cardiovascular fitness or whatever it is. You've identified there's something you're not satisfied with and you want to change it. Mm -hmm. Hating yourself isn't going to get you to you where you need to be. No, not at all. So what you need to be doing is loving your body and Mm -hmm. then you're going to start treating it well. And as soon as you start treating it well, even if you don't necessarily get to this imagined physique that you thought you were going to have, you're going to feel better. You can like your body at every stage of its life. Exactly. You need to love it no matter what it looks like, treat it well, and then you're going to start feeling better. And the physical appearance isn't going to be as important as how you feel. And I think also we work in a profession where we treat patients that don't have full use of their bodies or Mm -hmm. they're missing different limbs or parts of their body that they might look at somebody like me and think she's so lucky like she has two legs two arms a functional body that can take her from a to b that she doesn't need mobility devices for and i started looking at that as well and i just thought like yeah i'm pretty damn lucky and women you make people yeah we're pretty phenomenal (laughs) like if that doesn't give you a reason even if you don't want to have children if that doesn't give you a reason to love your body like literally my body shifted organs around to create two people and girls I have two girls I never want them to say I hate my body or I hate any part of myself but if you if they do you'd want them to come to you mm -hmm. and feel comfortable having that conversation yeah for sure I Mm -hmm. make a very conscious effort not to talk about my body in any kind of way in front of them yeah that does pass quite a bit yeah generation to generation and not that I blame my mother this is this was just the way people spoke then as Mark said he's old it's how people spoke but I can very vividly remember my mother for as long as I can remember actually always Mm -hmm. talking about her thunder thighs Mm -hmm. how did I know at like eight years old what thunder thighs were and she used to tell me you got my legs you got my legs so by the time I got to high school and I I know I got my mother's legs and she always called herself thunder thighs Mm -hmm. so what do you think I was most self-conscious about all through my teen years all through university I didn't wear short shorts I didn't wear short skirts I had to hide my thighs because they were enormous yeah well that's everything that we say passes on to other people did your mother say it in a negative way always was was it a negative very negative my mother to this day thinks um, very poorly of her body and my mother it's so crazy I mean she'll never listen to this podcast so she'll never hear this (laughs) my mother is almost 60 looking 40 she's in great shape she walks everywhere she eats super healthy she's a Mm non-smoker she's she takes like she takes care of herself Mm -hmm. my mom looks phenomenal mark will vouch for that almost too enthusiastically (laughs) she is closer to my age than you i know right (laughs) but my mom looks amazing but still 
She will nitpick. Oh. She'll say, like, I bought her, I bought her some uh, clothes for her birthday last year. Not even a thank you. She was like, I have to try these on. You know that I like to try things on first because right. this is going to cling to my stomach. And I'm like, oh, my God, mom. Like, yeah, you look incredible. Not even incredible for your age. Just incredible. Like, there's nothing wrong with your body. No, but, but she women doesn't apologize say that. whenever I, I, I find a lot of times when I take women in to my room, they apologize. They say, oh, I didn't shave my legs today. Yeah. Or I have, um, you know, fat on the back of my arm. I have cellulite on my thighs. And they make this point of making apologies for their bodies. And I've actually never had a gentleman get on the table and say, oh, I'm really sorry that I have a hairy back. I've just never had. I did one time, but this was beyond hair, man. Well, this yeah. man had a sweater under his sweater. <laughs> And he also wasn't really apologizing. He wasn't really apologizing. No, just letting you know. Just letting there. You, it was actually the funniest thing. It was. I, it was probably one of my best moments as a massage therapist. He pointed to my my bottle of lotion and he said, "Is that what you're using?" Uh-huh. I said, "Yeah." He's like, "You're going to need double that." Uh-huh. I said, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Just wait till you see the hair on me." Yeah. And he wasn't kidding, man. That was the hairiest no. man I've ever met in and my entire life. Nothing the matter with that either. And you know what he said to me? He's like, it, "This used to bother me." Yes. And he said. I don't care. No. I go to the beach. I take my shirt off. He's like, I got hair. It shouldn't bother Whatever. him. What's he going to do? Yeah. And I it, mean, we're all in the same boat. We all have things. Everybody has things. I always loved your approach to... I mean, anything when it came to bodies or bodily functions or whatever. Like, he encourages mm. our daughters. He's like... You got to fart, fart. It's a normal bodily mm-hmm, function. Mm-hmm. Like all these things that have shame attached to them. I know. Like I always loved your approach. Like everything is just normal for you. Yeah, you're human. Well, just, it is. Just doing human shit. Yeah. Why feel bad about it? Why feel embarrassed about yeah, it? Yeah. Even when people, their Might stomachs right gurgle now. on the table, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, no, like that's normal. Yeah. That's totally stimulated relaxation. So I, you don't have to apologize for your body. Yeah. But yeah, we do feel the need to and we're embarrassed Mm -hmm. by things. When I was in my late teens, I got a bad sinus infection Mm -hmm. that I I should probably go to a sleep clinic. Actually, I never snored up until that point. Mm -hmm. Now in certain positions when I sleep, I snore. And again, when I first met him and like when we moved in together, I remember being like super embarrassed, like I always kind of wanted him to fall asleep first because I'm Mm -hmm. like, fuck, he's going to hear me snore if Mm -hmm. I roll onto my back or whatever. And I remember once apologizing for it. He's like, what are you apologizing for? He's like, I snore too and I'm not sad or I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I snore too and I'm not sorry. Absolutely. And yeah, and again, because it almost seems like, like normal. Yes. For a male, yes. like mo- you'll hear women complaining about their husbands or whatever, and they're snoring. Mm-hmm. But if a husband were to talk about his wife snoring in public, oh, she would be embarrassed. She'd oh. probably hit him like it would be a big thing. Yeah, it'd be a big thing. Women can't snore. But most men. people snore. That's just... I wonder if most people snore. Like, I mean... Well, it's out there I don't now. know. I'm too I busy do. sleeping. <laughs> and snoring. Couldn't tell you. I love that the kids, though, they still, they'll say, daddy snores, daddy snores. <laughs> They never ever say you anything about me, but You're it's like, both that's of okay. Us. But it's both of them. <laughs> it is him. <laughs> yeah, it's all daddy. It is him. Well, I'm really glad that you reached out to us because this is a topic that mm-hmm. I think is super important. Yeah, and me too. I really want people to start realizing your body does not define your worth. It no. does not say anything about your physical fitness. It does not say anything about your health. It does not say anything about your level of intelligence. Your body is your body and just love it and take care of it. Yeah. And we have to be the model for the changes that we want to see. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a powerful thing to talk about. And to be comfortable with. If this was five years ago, I wouldn't have had this discussion with oh, you. Oh, no. I, 
even a year ago, I never would have. Yeah, probably. No. Like I said, I wore the first bikini I've put on in six years this yeah, past summer. Me too. And it, oh, it took some I coaching myself to some, get into uh, it. <laughs> lots of shaving. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And prep talks. And mm-hmm. yeah, I probably tried that thing on like 20 times before we ever hit the beach. Like, you sure I can wear this? You sure this looks okay? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, nobody was looking at me on the beach. Yes. No, because they're no looking cares. at themselves and they're worried about what they look like to everybody else. Yeah. Or they're just enjoying it. Or I catch myself during the day um, thinking about like, am I letting my stomach hang out? Yeah. Like, should I be, oh, should I suck I it in a little bit? Tense yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. My, one of my friends and I, we used to have a term when we were in university, we'd take photos. You know, everybody has a good angle. Yes. Good side. Do you have a good side? No, I don't. No? I mean, no, I don't know about Are they all bad? About. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we would take a photo mm-hmm. and I mean, this was back before everyone was taking photos on their phones. And their selfies. And so, we had like we I think we yeah we had digital cameras I'm not that old but we would take a photo and let's say it was me taking the photo of her mm-hmm. she would say to me FAS and that was fat arm syndrome oh yeah so if we had yeah. the wrong angle of our arms yes. you know where it made your arm look fat yeah then we'd have to retake the photo oh, absolutely and again how ridiculous I have a friend who's a photographer. And I love her so much for this. Mm-hmm. She did some photos for Mark and I when we got engaged. Mm-hmm. And when she sent me the photos that she had chosen, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I look so <laughs> fat here. I look horrible here. I look, yeah. or there was one of my side profile. I'm like, I hate my side profile. I have the worst nose. Mm-hmm. She's like, one, that's how you look. Two, your <laughs> nose is beautiful. And three, um, this is the most natural, like you look yeah. so happy here. And I had to like relook at the photos and I was like, okay, yeah. I do look really happy there. Yeah. And okay. And yeah, I kind of had to like, just be okay with it. This is how I look. She's like, I picked the photos that I felt looked the most like you. Mm -hmm. And that kind of hit me like, oh, okay. And I I know how that feels. Like I've had friends post photos on social media that I've gone, why would they post that? Like I look horrendous. And then I had this conversation with one of them and she's like, it's just genuinely like you look happy and I love to see you like that. And you should just let everybody else see you like that. Yeah. But that's how you look comment. I was like, oh, but like I took it as an insult, but I was like, no, but that is how I look. How you look. And I wanted her to choose the photos that got the right angles where I look thinner than I was. Right. I was like, why would you pick that one? I look so fat. She's like, um, that's how you look. That's you. I know, but we had to choose that we wouldn't choose that. Oh, I would have never. And I'm pretty certain I didn't frame that one. (laughs) It's hidden on like an external hard drive somewhere. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's probably a horrible picture of me floating around that I just don't care about. No, you're pretty laid back or at least you have always appeared to be pretty laid back to me. Laid back. Laid back. All right. Anything else you want to talk to Joanne about? I don't know, man. I know we kind of jumped all over the place. He's been very quiet. Because I want to know so much, but... I, you know, I don't know. I will say the males that I work with, they are just like so lovely. And it's never been an issue of people that I've remained friends or colleagues with like that. It's just never. And when I talk to them about this, they're just so open and receptive. And I think you are as well. So Mm. like, that's really nice. Maybe there are more good people in the world than we give the world credit for. (laughs) Oh, and definitely there is. It's just unfortunately negative experiences tend to outshadow good ones and good people. Mm -hmm. So I think that's true for anything. Yeah. And off mic, we were talking about too, like media is Mm -hmm. 
still a problem. I mean, there's still definitely more of the typical what we consider attractive. I'm putting that in air quotes, Mm -hmm. more of those type of people represented. And when there is a bigger person, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Like you said, oh, so courageous. And oh, good for you for, you know, not feeling the pressure to lose weight. Why can't a person's talent be the focus? Why does it have to be their size? Why can't they just be beautiful? Like Ashley Graham's beautiful yeah she really like, why super do we hot. have to comment that she's a bigger build all the time yeah. like just let her be beautiful yeah yeah exactly i think it's moving in that direction i think people Definitely. are starting to be a little more aware that your body shape and your body size should be should be fine no matter what it is yes yeah and especially if they feel healthy yeah yeah and I will say like I said I I was one of the people that missed the point and felt like oh Mm -hmm. you know we're gonna be um telling the next generation that you can eat whatever you want you don't have to exercise because you're beautiful Mm -hmm. if you're bigger and that wasn't the point but there but there are people that will take it like that there there's and there's they're gonna be the same people that probably would have been treating their bodies poorly anyway you know what I mean like if they wanted to be thinner would they be doing in a healthy way or would they be going down the path of bulimia or anorexia Mm -hmm. to be that way Mm -hmm. i think people who are going to make healthy choices are going to make healthy choices because they want to yeah can i ask you a question about the bulimia yeah of course are you cool to talk about absolutely how did you discover bulimia um one of my figure skating coaches introduced me to bulimia how does that conversation sound there was an interview i went for and because i was quote unquote a taller figure skater um, usually they tend to be closer to the five foot range and I'm five foot nine. Mm-hmm. So my weight was always very forefront about you have to be very thin to be a figure skater because now you're carrying more height, which naturally comes with more weight. That's just a body build. So I went to try out for a dance partner because they thought that I should move away from jumping because I was tall and that I would have longer limbs to do ice dance. And that's when you dance with a male. And they felt that I was too muscular. Mm -hmm. And at that time, muscular bodies weren't viewed as healthy bodies. They were, okay, well, the weight needs to come down. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of go down the line of females. They're like too short, too thin, da-da-da. It's very superficial. And I was too heavy. At that point, I think I was 120 pounds at five foot nine. Holy shit. And I had like zero fat percentage on my body. And I just, I had a very unhealthy coach and I just thought like how do I get thinner and this was a concept introduced to me through that conversation Mm -hmm. so I went home dialed up my uh, my internet took 10 minutes to get online and there was posts on there about how to become bulimic and how to do it it, quote-unquote healthy how to be a healthy bulimic and then I started and when you started were you doing this kind of like against your will like oh man okay if I if I really want to skate and I want to deal with this coach is something I got to do or was this like you know what I'm gonna do this and I'm all game for this this is gonna get me where I need to go I just really wanted to be thin Mm. and I wanted to be accepted in my realm of sport and I would go to competitions and people just make comments like well you're taller you know you have to be careful so I just thought that this would be my acceptance to Mm -hmm. be a very thin build and I naturally am not that person I'm muscular so it just felt like this was what I had to do and then Mm. I just really enjoyed the control over eating and knowing that I could kind of fool the system right and then I could eat things that I wasn't supposed to and not feel guilty and not have to suffer from gaining weight gotcha gotcha Mm -hmm. so when did when did it all stop university yeah it was kind of like this nice little passage into adulthood where I found out that you could kind of eat what you wanted to and not 
not feel bad, especially when you were drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> it actually it happened a lot after we would come home from the pub or the bar when we were in residence, and everybody would, you know, we go and we gorge on like a burger, poutine, yeah. and then they would go to bed. And I just thought, like, why aren't these people anxious about eating this food and sharing a bathroom with six other females? became an issue because they started noticing habits that I had where they're like, you know, we do notice that you're doing this Mm -hmm. and you don't have to do that. Like you're fine the way you are. And I think it was just being exposed to different ideas where I had kind of been tunneled into this athletic world. Right. I was like, oh, you don't have to like throw up your food. Like you're allowed to enjoy it. And Mm -hmm. it was just like this. And then I also had access to a counselor at university that I used and yeah, just had a different insight into what eating could look like and enjoying food again. Mm, University drinking, see? (laughs) (laughs) There is a plus. When you were um, still binging and purging, Mm -hmm. were people making comments about your body and telling you how good you looked when you were getting thinner? So I was pretty violently bullied in high school for being thin. So I would go to school and get bullied for being too thin. And the main issue with with that was that I didn't have breast tissue. So males would actually like really kind of hit home the point that I didn't have boobs. I remember one gentleman, I'll call him going around and like he had his eyes closed and he hit the chalkboard and he's like, oh, that must be Joanne. And then I would go to the ice rink and I would feel too heavy to be there. So it's like I just didn't fit into either either of those. Either too thin or too heavy. It's like I just couldn't appease anybody that way. So the reason I ask that is uh, one of my roommates in university actually was bulimic. Mm -hmm. And as she was doing this, actually, none of us knew. I'm so happy that people caught on for you. Mm -hmm. None of us knew she was very good at hiding it. It was always when nobody was around. It's a challenge to hide and it becomes an obsession. But as she started to get thinner and thinner and thinner, Mm -hmm. everybody was complimenting her. Oh my God, what are you doing? You look so, because I mean, university, the rest of us were gaining weight, right? And she was losing weight and she looked, you know, everyone was saying you look phenomenal and whatever. Mm -hmm. That's where I, you know, I try to tell people like, we should just never comment on somebody's no, body. If you, you, you might know. think you're being nice and giving somebody somebody a compliment. I get yeah. it all the time here. Actually, even today, I, I do laser hair removal. I mm-hmm. went to my laser appointment and the laser technician said to me, you look like you're losing weight, which is true. I mm-hmm. lost a little bit of weight over mm-hmm. the summer. And again, I know it was coming from a good place and I intentionally lost the weight. Yeah, but but what, if I, what if it wasn't intentional? Yeah. What if there was a health re- issue? Yeah, you were sick. This happened in 2016. I lost a significant amount of weight pretty fast. Mm-hmm. but not for a good reason. It no. was very much stress related yeah. and I wasn't eating and, and I wasn't sleeping. And mm-hmm. I, so I had dropped probably between 10 and 15 pounds and my clients every day, they were like, what are you doing? You look incredible. And I just wanted to say to them, um, I'm dying. Thank you. Like, yeah. I'm, this is not good. Yeah. But, you know, I would just smile and say like, oh, thanks and try to change the subject. You just shouldn't comment on no. people's bodies, no. positive or negative. Like it shouldn't be a discussion. No. And I've, definitely taken that into account now because we do comment when we think something looks better but we don't know their personal story the only person that caught on to me was in high school we used to do fitness testing I don't know how if everybody had to do that where you get weighed and then you have to do like sit-ups and push-ups and PE class and our phys ed teacher she actually noticed that I had I think it was about 50 pounds I had dropped in three months holy shit and yeah she was just like this is isn't right she's like can you do you want to talk to somebody and I just said you know I'm a competitive figure skater and they reached out and like 
my parents were like she's a competitive figure skater like this just happens and it was just kind of left at that but so your folks had no clue well my dad was away a lot because he was in the military he was a peacekeeper so this was happening a lot when he wasn't there my Mm. mom was working full-time as a nurse and I maybe I was at the ice rink for long hours every day training and then at the gym so it just seemed like it was something that was natural right 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 because people weren't monitoring and you're not always looking for that as I said my roommate in university I was so close with her Mm -hmm. like we we did almost everything together we'd go to lunch together we'd go study together for hours on end we'd work out together Mm -hmm. because it was not something that I was looking for no I didn't notice you don't I just thought, it. you know, because she was, I knew she was trying to lose weight and I, mm-hmm. we'd go to the gym together. I just thought, wow, whatever she's fucking doing is working. She's dropping all this weight. Yeah. I had no idea no, what was going don't. on in her head. People don't. And it is like, I, not only did I use fingers to throw up, I used laxatives as well. So mm-hmm. there's like a lot of bathroom use, but you become really good at hiding it. So no one knows. But yes, I think that should be another takeaway message is just don't talk about people's bodies. No. You know, pregnant women, by the way, when a yeah. woman is pregnant, that does not give give you a license to talk about her body and sometimes they're not happy about their pregnancy either so I have a client who's pregnant and it's her second child and I know with my second my body looked pregnant Mm -hmm. very much sooner than the first time Mm -hmm. because you know your body's done this before there is a such thing as muscle memory Mm -hmm. like I just I I looked pregnant at 10 weeks so Mm -hmm. she's uh yeah she's probably just it just gotten into her second trimester but she looks pretty pregnant Mm -hmm. and she said you wouldn't believe every day at least two to three times a day either somebody asks me oh you must be getting close now she's like nope nowhere near close or are you having twins? <laughs> like that's something you want to hear. Yeah. I think you just need to not say anything about anyone. No. People's appearance just shouldn't be the, the topic of discussion. No, because it's so personal. Well, and it it means nothing. What somebody looks like doesn't mean anything. It doesn't say anything about who they are as a person. And that should really be the focus. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think he's actually gone to sleep now. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did 16 hours of fucking talking i know i know <laughs> we should probably let you go home and go to bed now because i really could talk about this forever and like i said i was so i was very happy that you reached out to me but also like very impressed with the fact that you weren't trying to be confrontational with me no you weren't tr- it's and not confrontational it no. was just this was wrong yeah let's identify that and move on from there and i hope that that person that did the podcast can do that too and Mm -hmm. i mean we can all disagree on things and behave like perfectly acceptable adults and not having same perspectives but just know what other people are thinking with your language and the way that you're speaking absolutely Mm -hmm. and like i said to you i agreed with you i think it's it's definitely not okay to speak about somebody's appearance especially when then equating it to their knowledge or ability because none of those things are related no for me that was just the bottom line i was like that's that's just wrong Mm -hmm. thank god because i look stupid (laughs) 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 really fucking dude oh i love you for always having to throw in a a joke sorry i i think we're good like i think we've pretty Mm -hmm. much talked about everything that Mm -hmm. we needed to yeah thank you no thank you like i said i i'm 
happy that you reached out because I think it it is important and I know that I make light of topics sometimes and as many of you faithful listeners know, we don't filter people. Mm-hmm. You know, people come on, they say what they want to say. We have guests on who we don't necessarily have the same beliefs with and he said what he had to say and it struck a nerve with you and I thought it was great that you spoke up and said, no, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone had to take a a little bit of a social stand where things are maybe not right for everybody listening. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for coming in on a Sunday. Thank you. And I think that's a wrap, sir. Right on. Thanks for coming by. This was good. Thank you. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. Peace.